When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And it's been two days in the making. Patrick, Saturday, yes. I saw you tweeting, clearly unchained. Oh, yeah. So, I was clearly unchained about this team who they've won two run-run games since. Yeah, but so. I was watching them. And they just, yesterday, that 2-1 to one victory yesterday, I watched quite a bit irritated me more than any game all year because it should have been 12 to 1 they kept mm-hmm. they they avoid scoring in in close games better than any team i've ever seen it was damn near impossible not to score and they uh they managed to keep avoiding it till the point that they have to have rogers trying to get out a man on second yeah. nobody out in the ninth inning when it should have when you should have had Ostadio closing it should have been like 14 to 2 they had all these opportunities they're just unbelievable and saturday they uh, were doing it. They were irritated. I finally tweeted out. I really do. I hate this team. I hate them. Because not as individuals. I don't even know them that well because of Zoom. You know, we don't even, half of them, we don't even know who they are. But I just, everything about them. I just, uh, you know, you get hurt. You'll be in a back, back in a week and you're gone for six weeks. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody, oh, we got a Louis Arise. He gets hurt, plays the next inning, hasn't seen, you know, now he's out for three months. He might have to have his, he might never play again. It's unbelievable. They just, it's, you know, they won't, they don't give a damn. They, nobody says, keep me in there, coach. We got to win this game today. You know, are they allowed to? I mean, probably not. Rocco might. I just hate everything about him. I just hate him. (laughs) I just, you know, they they got some decent guys. I know, I know some of their guys, but I just, you know, Hot, Hansel Robles is now your either him or Rogers at the end, right? Yeah. What did he do? Nothing to deserve this because he's going to either walk. It, I think I saw a note in Kenny Chaz, uh, our new beat writer, Kenny Chaz, uh, Twins Good game. To see Kenny. Ken. That's four of the last five games. He's given up a leadoff double. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, he, he damn near gave up the game tying home run to lead yeah, off tonight. If they hadn't, if they hadn't done some of the goofiest base running in history, and they ended up getting oh, two God. outs, huh? Yes. And then I'll say one thing: that Simmons is—he's uh, driving you crazy too. But that ball that was hit to him for the game-ending double play. Yep. 
you could have had your gloves torn off with that thing. That thing, and he went whoop like that. Uh-huh. You know, I can see, uh, I can see a lot of shortstops not, you know, letting that, ball which is what Robles deserved. Yeah, yeah, letting that, that ball, ball should have gone through. But the guy at, uh, I think it was Dyson at third base, right? Yes. Yeah, he just said he was I'm, out I'm, in three in a yep. third of a second because Simmons went whoop. But uh, so they win that one on a miracle, and then yesterday. They, uh, you know, Rogers does really well, and they. But God, I hate them. They just they they don't field. They're starting. I mean, Matt Shoemaker, God Almighty, he goes a third of an inning. He gives up nine runs. Ah, he's still in a rotation. No, he's still. I know why. <laughs> His last good year was two thousand fifteen. You know, we were all younger. I wasn't even as I wasn't even taking my pension yet. By you know, I wasn't taking full Social Security benefits yet. For God's sakes, when he I was when he pitched good, yeah, I yeah I hate him. I hate the way they're. Did you see running. his excuse Friday night? I had an excuse uh, now. Sweating, well, uh, sweating, sweating a lot. <laughs> He is unbelievable. He's the excuse maker of I all time. I told you, he's Dubnik. He's I, the new Dubnik. Yeah. <laughs> no, the same thing. Dubnik was never that bad. Well, he wasn't that bad, Dubnik but he always had the excuses. never gave up six in the first period and <laughs> said, boy, I was pretty good. I didn't give him, you know. He thought he was. He, uh, You know who ties him now? Uh, the gal who choked in the golf yesterday. Oh, like, I saw Lexi you. Lexi Thompson. Yeah, I saw your critical. I... I didn't care if she won or lost. I was just watching her play like a mutt down the stretch. But then I found out she played golf with Trump. So in reverse, oh. in reverse, I'm now rooting against her. I was rooting against her, and I'm glad she choked. But she choked. But she's quoted as saying, somebody got one quote from her, I really don't think I hit a bad shot. Well, she said 41 on the back. But on one of the holes, she had a little chip shot about 30 yards to the green mm-hmm. and hit it 15 yards. That's not a bad shot. Young lady, that's not a bad shot. You got it. That's me. That's a me shot. She, she decelerated and hit this little 15 yarder. Yeah. And of course, I think we're still at the stage in our coverage of sports that we can't savage a woman golfer like we would did Greg Norman, right? When he choked similarly. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's okay to say a man is a choking dog and letting a championship get away. But uh, who's ever doing the play-by-play yesterday on the golf? I don't know who was doing it. I've heard him a lot before. But, Hicks? Uh, it wasn't Hicks. No, okay. it was somebody else. But basically, I think Morgan Presley, or Pressel was the, was, is the commentator. And he said... Do we have to conclude there's, he said something like, do we have to conclude the moment was too big for, for Lexi? And the moment she was, you could see she was offended. You could hear she was offended. And they, they, then he kind of backed off and, you know, said, well, you know, he kind of backed off because she was not, (laughs) she was not going to say that about one of her former colleagues, you know, one of the people she played. They weren't, you know, we're, we're not at the point yet we can tell the truth. Oh, no, hell no. No. I mean, we can. No. You know, it's not like we used to have to coddle 
the and our women's coverage completely. We can, we can cover them in a more professional manner now. Yeah, but you still can't rip them, and it's probably changed now in the last two or three two years too. I don't think that, we're uh, the me, much the, now, me, the Me Too movement has probably had a lot to do with. But uh, I think we're I think we're backing off of men as well now too more. Oh hell yes, than yes. we used to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're not uh, you know everybody's uh, a little paranoid right now about everything as far as criticism, but uh, it is funny. The country has never been more vicious, right? In You're, criticism, yes. Uh, I mean, the, politically, it's incredible. Yes, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. Everybody's a everybody on the other side is evil, right? Mm-hmm. And it's we get we have TV. Uh, Networks dedicated to making people evil, right? Right. Uh, either side of the aisle. Right. And, you know, the only one that really is evil is Trump. But anyway, uh, that's just that's just my opinion. But uh, the, uh, uh, you know, but in sports, all of a sudden, we're supposed to be uh, kinder. And mental right? health is a big deal now. Well, she just made it then. Yeah, Osaka, right. I think she just made it. But, I mean, it we're talking way. about a lot, a lot more in sports across the board. Yeah, so... You're right. The the what's the right word? Irony of this is not lost on people. Mm-hmm. Or it shouldn't be lost on people. Well, here's the deal. Sports writing has always we have always kissed up to the home teams 80% of the time. Right? Yes. We'll figure out some way to twist it. Yeah. So that the home team isn't terrible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But 80% of the time, sometimes we just savage, them, right? Yep. But we always have gone to games looking for, if we're going to write about it, the key moment. And sometimes you succeed grandly in the key moment, and sometimes you screw up. Mm -hmm. And we always try to get the answer either way. Yes. You know, Lonnie Smith retreating to second base and blowing the World Series. That's, you know... There's Jack Morris, topic A, topic B, Lonnie, what the bleep were you thinking of? But Lonnie, of course, hid. Mm-hmm. So uh, 30 years later, Lonnie, to all of us who covered that World Series, is still a hider and not a stand-up guy, right? Right. So I think that you you get a lot of people now, more than 30 years ago, saying, well, why should they have to tell you about their mistakes? Because then why should we have to tell you about their non-mistakes? You know, right. why should their triumphs? If you can't, sports is about triumph and tragedy. And we got it. You know, if you're covering a bit, when you cover that Masters in 96, yep. Norman trying to win his first shooting 78 is a bigger story than Nick Faldo shooting 67. You got to cover yes. Greg Norman because of his history. Yes, you know if it was if Greg Norman was a so-so player who you yeah know, you wouldn't care as much who let it go. But Greg Norman had the history, mm-hmm. and this was going to be his win, and he was flashing around the golf course in the sunlight on Saturday, and everything was a celebration. And then he goes out and shoots seventy-eight because he doesn't have it in the stomach. You know, or behind the left nipple. Which is a hell of a story. Yes. And that's, you know, so, and Greg Norman, 
to his credit, came in and answered questions for 45 minutes, but which kind of diffused it to some extent. But I guess the, you know, I, I argue with people now we've, we've changed our view of sports. We want, we want homers and we wanted a lot of people want homers, probably more than not. And they want, you know, to, I guess to have a failure kind of covered as a, and uh, you know, one reason the twins lost by the way, is that, uh, Matt Shoemaker gave up nine runs. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, you know. Meanwhile, Matt Shoemaker gave up nine runs in the first. You know, so I don't get it. No, but I don't the, either. Here, here's what I really don't get, and I wish somebody could explain this to me. And this goes back to the old thing about college athletes in Division One. I've always said, if you're on TV or you are making a lot of money for somebody, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and, not our fault they're not getting paid, and you screw up. I want to know why. Yes. If you want to, if you want to play for love of the game and not get paid or not or have me not care, go play Division Three. Yes, that's awesome. But that's what I don't get. So, so we are now. If I'm getting this straight, we are supposed to back off of people who are potentially making hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars. No, if uh, you're on it, you're getting a free, you're getting paid. You're getting a scholarship. You're uh, right, but I'm just saying. Open but I'm saying, like in tennis now, or oh, yeah. or with the gol- with this golfer. You stand to make a lot of money, and you are on NBC, which leads me to believe that you should be able to be asked tough questions, because if you failed, it matters. Yeah, and she hadn't failed. She just, I mean, and she, you know, I'm not Osaka. Okay. She at least has to notify them ahead of time that uh, she feels like she's having emotional problems, and she's not going to be able to, maybe she can do Zoom or something, you know, some accommodation could have been made, but she decided to send it out on Twitter, didn't give any explanation as to why not. Correct. And then put the put the tennis associations in a terrible spot, right? Right. If she'd talked to them beforehand, but she's twenty years old, she's probably not right. Very but if you don't want but if you don't want the pressure, if you don't want that, if you flat out just love to play your sport and you don't want to answer questions and you don't care how much you make, there's a lot of avenues to go play your sport. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's and I also I mean we've had enough people in baseball that didn't talk and yeah that's you know that I I I wouldn't have any problem with her not doing it if she presented her information in advance yes. and didn't and didn't come up with it on the run and I'm not saying just her I'm saying this is getting she, to be I, the thing across the board oh, yeah, now I you, think you shouldn't a, ask the questions you should think, back yeah, off right oh that's that's, that's, that's my I'm point saying. across the yeah, board not just piece, one athlete. I wrote a piece about that you shouldn't ask the questions you shouldn't or you shouldn't expect yeah. answers to the questions like uh, one thing when I wrote last week about that you know when I watch that twins opening game I wanted you know you're not going to get him in the zoom era but I would if I was covering that game, I would have been in the clubhouse waiting at Alex Colomay's locker saying, yeah. what the hell are you doing? Why yeah. did you do that? You know, I wouldn't have been that blunt, would have sugarcoated it, but I would have tried to get the answer of why he threw to second base and screwed up the game when they had it won. Right. You know, because that was the key but moment. Like, you know what that was? That was the key moment of this season. It set well, the it set stage. The yep. It set it, the stage for absolutely. a bunch of stumbling, bumbling, but, Abbott Costello, Bowery boys, clowns. 
But the next, so so the next pitcher that can't throw a strike, Steve Blass, right? Yeah. Or or Steve yeah, Sachs. We're not supposed to. Ask Are we him. not supposed to no. ask about you? You Nobby. can no longer throw the ball. Nobby, you used to be a Gold Glove second baseman. Now you can't throw it the first. What the hell happened? Which sounds stupid to bring that up, but I could see somebody saying, well, you shouldn't ask. No, you shouldn't ask because he's having an emotional problem, yes. a mental problem. Like, is no. that where we're going here? No, I can say, you know, if he doesn't want to answer, that's fine. But we got to ask. That's right. I know, but are you going to be looked at sideways oh, for even yes. asking that's a question was, that's that I'm the media saying. used this to just ask all the time? Yes, yes. Hey, Steve well, Bless, well, what they, happened? This kind of started with the Players' Tribune, right? The Players' hmm. Tribune getting out. It's, we, we're getting out our own message here. We don't want it filtered. We don't want it filtered through reporters who are actually going to tell the truth. We want to. Yeah. We want to twist it for you. You know. So, yeah. so Lexi Thompson can go on the uh, on the yeah, uh, you're right. Players' Tribune and write. I never hit a bad shot. And people can say, okay, she never hit a bad shot unless you watched and saw her play no. like a. Uh, mutt, you know. <laughs> Matt Shoemaker had a sweaty hand. I mean, think about that. God almighty. I think, uh, yeah, I got to look up his stuff. One of the great excuse makers of all time. I got to look up oh, his Oh, it's worth a column now. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, it it's, is. yeah. Yeah. When are we going to get Matt? Come on out. Everybody gets a free home run ball. Come on. Jeez. What a, that, I saw that. I was expecting him to rip himself, you know. No, he's he incapable. Gave nine. Yeah. Hey, Rock, I, I think if I get him on Zoom Tuesday, I'm going to have to. Hey, Rocker, this guy gives up, gets one out, gives up nine runs, and tells us it was because he was sweating. What the hell? You think, what, are you going to have to pitch him in the winter? Well, Matt or has what? had some tough luck, Pat. Yeah. Um, it's just <laughs> yeah, been a tough right. season for him. Yes. Rocco, in fact, Rocco did at least. I took a little shot at him. At least he, t- he, he started to take some shots now. Yeah, he is. It's about it is. time. It is, yeah. The drop fly ball Thursday, he took some shots. Yeah. yeah. And for him, he ripped them. Yes, yes. What? Uh, what's with that? You know, did you get this kid for one reason? Because he's a good fielding center fielder. You can't drop that ball and then throw it like a moron. I well that's what offended me more was the throw. <laughs> yes. The drop was the drop was dumb. The throw was lazy. Oh god, this that, team. that was just a he just heaved it in. Yeah. This team uh they these are not the Yankees that we were expecting by the way, but uh they, they still should, they should still score three. They should still run three here, I would think. They get the play. Who do they get? Although. So Tuesday they got who? Cole Pineda. P- Pineda Cole. Pineda Cole. Which so could be great they fun. They can't win that game unless Cole's thrown out for cheating. Two guys cheating. And then after that, you got uh, Randy Dobnik, who has no chance against the Yankees. We always love to we see the Dobber against the Yankees, Yankees, okay? Yeah, that worked out well last time. And then J.A. Happ, who, you know, is uh, he's, I guess he hasn't been... The other day he gave up what four or five right off the bat. He's oh, yeah. he's he's yeah, he he's, he's you know if the he, shoe makes him look good, but he's still not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't believe Shoemaker's still here. It's <laughs> unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. It's uh, it is incredible. Although um, although Tuesday could be great fun because in Donaldson's Zoom call when he started to talk about guys cheating more, he brought up Garrett Cole. Oh yeah, he used him as an example, but that oh, yes. wasn't a mistake. Yeah, he did. So oh, yeah, Josh yeah. might be eating dirt the first time he steps yeah, in. Which, uh, of course, uh, with, as aware as the umpires are of that kind of stuff right now, they might. Uh, yeah, he did. That's right. He, he named Garrett Cole. Cole. He named him yeah. and talked about his spin rate. Spin rate. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was funny because he wouldn't talk about it at first, and then he's he's apparently a forty eight hours later guy. That was the same thing with kicking dirt on a home plate last year. He didn't talk for two days, and then when he did, yeah. he was okay. Yeah, and when he did, he said he was going to reveal all the flaws of what was that umpire's name? I can't remember. Oh yeah, the, the guy that threw him played umpire who tossed yeah, him. Yeah, but I guess yeah. he he did say he's talked to the league about his accusations. So yeah, for the well, doctor there's the uh, I saw a story that they're they're apparently this is. You know, Joe West, as goofy as he is, just by doing that, got the conversation started. And apparently, it's unbelievable what they're. Did, what did these you read guys the ESI piece? Not yet. Oh, it's worth what reading. They're, doing, they're they're tearing the seams off. They're putting they're, such crap on there, yes. and they're spinning it so hard. They're tearing the seams there, off balls. There was there was one team that got its hands on a ball that the opposing pitcher had handled, and I guess they could put it in their palms, and it would stick to their palms. Mm-hmm. Like palming a basketball, but you didn't. But you just opened your hand and it stuck. Somebody told me the uh, what was one of the hitters said to the umpire. Ball went, you know, did something that's not humanly possible, and he turned the umpire and said, "Did you see that?" He said, "I'm here to call balls and strikes." <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah, it didn't, in other words, they're not gonna. They're not going to dive into it. What for Donaldson's theory is, you got to search everybody when they enter the game. Yes. And then. Airport security. And then when it comes back oh. out for the new inning. Yes. Uh, you know, if the starter comes back out for the second, you're going to search him again. This is going to take the games quite a long time. <laughs> it already takes All right. <laughs> you know, get some prison guys out there. Okay, drop your drawers. Yep. Let's see what's going Empty on. Empty your pockets. <laughs> yeah, right. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli Bikes and Yamaha Power Assist Bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N Motorsports.com. And tell Tammy you heard it on Racy Unchained. You know, there's it, it's believable because, uh, you know, both Verlander and Cole, when they went to Houston, Mm-hmm. And it was garbage. Didn't have garbage cans or anything. But somebody, uh, Hammer, uh, the the producer for the Twins game. I was in talking to Gladden and and, and uh, Corey the last before the game, an hour before the game, and they got a TV screen in there that's a computer screen. Basically, they do Rocco off that and stuff. Yep. And he showed the spin rates on those guys as soon as they got to Houston. They were like. Both Verlander and Cole, oh, okay. and so they had 
They must have had some magic. Well, then there's the, the guy from Houston, uh, the, Anaheim that got fired. The the visiting club, the clubby, yep. the visiting yeah. club, he got fired. He was Cole's and, buddy, I guess. And, yeah, he had a special solution, and he sued the Angels. And one of the reason he sued, one of the things in the in the court document was a text from Cole, basically saying, "Hey, Bubba, or whatever, I need some of that secret solution of yours." You know? Yeah. So. It's uh, oh, yeah. This, it this is going to get dicey. It could be a wild. Uh, it could be a wild Tuesday if Rocco, if they see something they don't like in the first inning, and Rocco says, "Go check." Him. Well, and I could see Cole throwing at Donaldson real quick too, just for yeah, for bringing him up as the yeah. sole guy that he and brought up. And if that happens, Donaldson's going out. There. Oh, he'll charge him out instantly. He's going yeah. out there with a bat. You know what we need? Something like that. Yeah, they do. They need something. This like that. this. It, to quote you, this bore-ass team needs something like that. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, and all the heat we gave him, and he's never going to play again. He's been their Iron Man, basically. Yeah. Donaldson, since he came back from when he got hurt on the second pitch of the season, you didn't, uh, you weren't real optimistic, but he's played, you know, so he's, and he's been a little better lately. He was terrible at the plate yeah, for they, a long time. What, hit two home runs on, was that Thursday night? So did you see the home run Maggie hit? Yeah. Did you see the pitch? Uh, no, I didn't really. It went up. I there. saw the home run, but I was watching something else. Left-hander. Well. Yep. Mike Miner. Yeah. Decides to throw him some kind of a off-speed slide ball that sat in the middle, just absolutely sat there, and it was indeed a majestic home run. But you could see Miner like hitting himself in the head for throwing him that pitch. You know, for why did I want to throw him a breaking ball? Uh, you know, at least and it, it was the cookie of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is more evidence of how uh, we're lucky to have Miguel. Meanwhile, was it yesterday that he struck out on the pitch? He missed by a foot and a half. Yes, yes. He missed that pitch by a foot and a half. Yes, he did. What the hell? It's a slider. About he's hey. starting to he's he's starting to swing. Yep. Twenty feet before the ball gets there, he's halfway through his swing, and it's in the other batter's box. He missed it by eighteen inches. Yeah, I believe Morneau even said something about the wow. approach on that swing. I've been uh, following Justin the last few days, and he's getting he's he's trying hard to. He's he's never going to be greeny, but uh, he's trying hard to make the guys sound better than they are. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Friday um, was brutal. Yeah. When they, after giving up nine in the first. I yeah, mean, you got to you gotta yeah. say something. There. You got to. Somebody's got to say, you think this guy will be here tomorrow? Yeah. You know, something. Or, yes. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, if they want to work at B.S., and <laughs> never been a more aptly named. Uh, I thought the change might help a little bit. I think yeah. it's worse. Yeah, but it's it's it, it's the perfect uh, uh, acronym now. It is yes. B S and ellipses and yes. Yes. How about those Montreal Canadiens? Where'd this come from? I guess the secret is fire your coach middle of the season. You know what this is sort of like, Pat. It's like the blues. It's it's like the blues a little bit. It's also a little bit. It reminds me of the ninety one North Stars. You know, you sort of slag through the season. You're not mm-hmm. that great. They they got off to a good start, and then their defense was terrible. And Carey Price wasn't that good. 
And now they look fantastic. Yeah, well, they, uh, you know, they beat the... I think they'll sweep the Jets because the Jets look dead. They beat the Leafs three in a row, and the Leafs are getting crucified up yes. there. The biggest chokers of all time. And I said, maybe they didn't choke. Maybe they played brilliant to get ahead three to one against this machine, the Canadiens. I saw someone tweet that too yesterday. The Habs, you know. Knowledgeable hockey guy tweeted the same thing. Yeah. Let's give the Habs credit. <laughs> yes, right. They came back and, uh, but they they fired Claude Julian, right? Yep. For the third time. Yeah. This and uh, who's who's coaching him now? Some former player like Barubi or something. Guy. Minor league guy who yeah. who they promoted, but I mean, yeah, they've been they look fantastic, and Carey Price looks great. Yeah, it's goalies, man. You yeah, can figure right. them out. You're uh, smarter than I am. You are right, um, Dominique Ducharme. Who? Dominique Ducharme. Well, as long as he's a Frenchman, he's he okay. can he can yeah uh-huh. conduct the press conference up there. Uh, yes, in, in French. fluid fluent French. Mm-hmm. Those uh, we used to when we used to have play the expos and spring training games uh, in Daytona Beach and places. I love those. I love the media, the Montreal media. One, I had a good friend uh, uh, as, as was at the English speaking, or no, he was a French guy. He's a guy that used to he'd be at the World Series and he would be going through all the papers, typing stuff up. You know, the new, he loved New York because there were like five different papers. He's a, he hated Atlanta. These papers, they got they got nothing. They got nothing. And I'd say. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's 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 kind of plagiarism there, <laughs> uh, Serge. And he said, "It hasn't been written in French." <laughs> <laughs> that was his excuse for it. He was the greatest, Serge. He was, uh, and they were. Buck Rogers told me about uh, managing up there. Yep. You know, he was. Yeah. And Buck's a great guy, and he got along with the media great. But they'd say, Buck. We got nothing. We need a. We got nothing today. We need something. We need a story. And he'd say, "Well, blah blah blah." And he's no, that's no good, Buck. We need something better than that. <laughs> the Frenchies would all be screaming. They get mad at them. They get mad at no, Buck. Yeah. We need something better than that. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't. That'd be good with Rocco if you could say, "Buck, Rob, <laughs> Rocco, we need better than that, Rocco." You know, the good thing about Rocco is he, do, he does give us continually injury, injury updates yes. every single day. That's always something else about a pretty good player. Yeah. And, you know, I feel sorry for him. I've said this. I think I said that last week that he's stuck. You know, somebody screws up. He's got to talk for years. Him. We went to that guy. Yep. That now he's got to talk for he's got to and he's got to do fifteen twenty minutes before the game and fifteen twenty after the game and there's nobody else really that's you know you get what they're giving you one other guy after the game now and one other guy before the game so he's stuck doing the whole damn thing and answering for everything mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, managers in general I'm sure starting Tuesday though we can if we're fully vaccinated go on the field, go on yes. the field. I've already sent them my vaccination card with a photo. I'm ready to go on the field. So, so I and I'm I sure the players know. will be very happy to talk to you. Yeah, who knows? I don't know where they're. You know damn well they're going to have like ropes up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know. Yes. So, but you know, if you if you really got to go down and get a quote, you can grab a guy. That'd be good. You know, that'd be good. So. 
you ought to be better than standing in next to the dugout and hoping somebody comes over to the fence. Which right? has been the case for a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still no dugout, though, right? And still no clubhouse. So that's probably not going to happen this no. year. No, we were no more, much more worried about indoors than outdoors. In fact, because they're still doing Rocco uh, manager zooms pre and post as well. Yeah. So, yeah, my guess is you're not going to get back into a clubhouse until the start of 2022 at the earliest. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what, unless how we this get whole a big, uh, you know, unless we get a big uh, rebound. I mean, unless the virus makes a big comeback. Yeah. Well, then you're. Uh, I think that I think we'll be. We won't ever be normal because you're going to get a half hour in a clubhouse instead of two, and you're not right. going to, you know, we will never be normal, but right. I think we're going to get back in to some degree. Hey, how about NFL will be interesting this oh, year? Oh, they're they're going to they're going to milk this for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. They're going to. I, I think that they've they're talked let about all the customers back in though. Yeah, and I think what they've talked about in training camp is <laughs> on the field interviews with players yeah. with if you're vaccinated, mm-hmm. but I don't know that you're ever getting back into locker rooms like we were after games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, how how about this John, the John Rom thing? Uh, you know, I was feeling very sorry for him, but he didn't use a non-vaxxer. I know. So, so he he is a non-vaxxer, or well, he just hasn't been fully vaccinated yet. Maybe not fully, but they do not test vaccinated players. I saw that. Yes. So, I don't think they've ever said he wasn't vaccinated. Yes. But the assumption is he wouldn't have been tested. Correct. Every day for two weeks. If he had been, you know, every day for a week, if he'd been vaccinated. So explain this to me, though. He's a, a lot of people think he's some guy from Brunswick, Georgia or something. He's a Spaniard. He just went with the English John Rom somebody. I don't know what his real last name is, but he's a Spaniard. And uh, I, I don't know what the ethic is over there, what his explanation for because he's not talked about not being vaccinated, but. But he uh, he's not he didn't stage a big protest or anything like that. He I guess he he knew that he'd been with a guy that yeah had, he had told had, him I think had it and they were they were testing him every day. Yep. And he uh, you know he he just I I don't know maybe maybe he'd had one and didn't get the other I I don't know what it was but uh, supposedly but it's incredible that uh, why would they tell him though as he walked off the green. Like, well, why wouldn't you pull the, him aside out of the well, camera? Well, you got to tell him before he goes into the press room and tells him how happy he is. Sure. He's going to win the But tournament. wouldn't you, like, have steered him somewhere else to give him the bad news? Yeah, right there. Yeah. Like, they did it. He, like, literally was off the ground. Yeah, he like, was. Hey, sorry, man. You're so, out. Yeah, you're out. You really played good, by the way. Man, alive. You're blowing these guys away. One more thing. You can't play tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's how it came off. Yeah. It was like an SNL skit. Yeah, it was. Man, you've never played better. Too bad you're out of the tournament. Yeah, if... Uh, who ended up winning it? Mark Awa? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, they had two guys going on. But Jim Nance. I didn't even look. I was watching it. I was watching uh Lexi's choke in the women's open, but uh but you gotta feel like uh you gotta feel like you stole one. There should be an asterisk on winning that oh, one. Oh god, yeah. There. Yeah. I yeah. mean he was playing great. I think he's he's probably the best player in the world right now. Really? He's got a dumpy body on him. He's got that you know, he hey, doesn't. He doesn't have that, that. Doesn't have that sleek body. You know, I mean, I Good don't for, think it's. I like him even more. I mean, he's just got a big rear end on him, and that I don't think it's from eating too much. It's probably just the way. He's, it's just yeah. his frame. You know. Yeah. He's got that frame. By the way, I saw somebody, some NBA writer on Twitter, 
had the guts to say, Luka Doncic has got to get in better shape. Really? Yes. Because he's, you know, he's... Oh, we talked about this. That's, yeah. He's got the he great got, body. Yeah. He's, you know, as good as he is, this sport, you know, yeah. you can't, you know, James Harden's tried it this year and has been hurt about three different times, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, he's he has he's got he's going to be a huge old, old man. Oh yeah, Luke is going to yeah, and he yeah he's only twenty two or something like that. He can't he can't be looking like that at twenty two, right? He looks like he enjoys chips a lot and probably a few beers. Yeah, yeah I mean he's a great player, but oh, uh, God, yeah. yeah, it's uh, that was. Now, did, uh, did we get upset? Did Twitter lash back at the reporter? I didn't see that. I didn't see if they did. Strike sure me as something Dallas, that you know. Yeah. Body shaming. That, that was a great series because the first six games, the road team won. Yes. They didn't, it wasn't until yesterday that the Clippers won a home game. Yes. And knocked them out. Weird series. Yeah, it was. But it's And the Clippers got off to, they got blown out the first and game. And right? by the way, my guy Tibbs, he got taken out in five by the Hawks, but the Hawks beat the 76ers on the road yesterday. So, so you're justifying Tibbs's... Well, I'm justifying it when I look at his lineup. <laughs> yeah. God, they're terrible. Well, Julius Randle had a terrible play. I know, because they double-teamed him, and they had no solution to... They they basically just had two guys stand there. They have no center. You know, the, the Knicks. You know who might be out there for Tibbs now? Because it sounds like he's alienated himself he's out of Miami. He's coming back. He's back, baby. It's 100%. Jimmy in New York? Jimmy in New York. You gotta it's be great. 100%. How great would that be? It's 100%. Well, you know who his starting center was in the playoffs? Taj. Yeah. 6'9". 6'9", Taj. Taj ain't retiring until Tibbs retires. <laughs> yes, that's right. Until Tibbs gets retired. Taj will be 67 Taj. years well, plus old. Plus, Derrick Rose was playing like... Oh, yeah. You know, he's playing like 32 minutes every game. It's great. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Oh, changed. hell no. He ain't changing But nothing. if Tibbs goes to his buddy there then and gets him to trade for Butler, that would be just fantastic. Yeah. Now, Tibbs is not calling the shots right. there. No, you know, he, he'd like have to go to the GM. He'd have to or get the, that Lee Rose, the yeah. agent, to, to get. And they'd have to. I wonder what that would do to their uh, their caps. They got cap money now, but if they do they want to. Do they want to give up talent for Butler? <laughs> the yeah. head coach does. Sure, yeah, he does. Because that quickly guy, who their number one draft choice, who they liked and played pretty good by the playoffs, he was playing seven minutes. You know, point what would have happened if if Tibbs worked for Ted Stepien? Back well, in- nothing different than what happened with Mussy. <laughs> nothing different than happened with Mussy uh, trading. Trading two number ones for Richard Washington and Jerome Whitehead right off the bat needed two big men. I think it was I think it was Richard Washington. I can't, who was the one that he hated immediately? But Sheldon Ocker. I just remember Stepien was crazy and muffin. Sheldon Ocker, you know, he's in the Hall of Baseball Writers Hall of Fame. Akron guy, greatest guy ever. And uh, but he early at the Beacon Journal, covered the caps. And he covered Muss and Stepien. And he said it was the highlight of his journalistic career. They were, because they, the Akron was a real paper and they were traveling with the Cavs as bad as they were. Mussy trades two number ones for Whitehead and Washington. First game in Denver, I th- I'd have to look. I think it was Washington. And he played him three minutes. And he tells the reporters after the game, ah, that guy can't play for me. (laughs) 
That guy, he don't, he's too lazy. He can't play for me. We just gave up a number one for oh, him. God. A number one that's going to be top four in the league because they stink. You yeah. Know? <laughs> he said, he can't, I, he can't play for me. <laughs> oh, God. The fact the league changed its draft rules yeah, based on yeah, what the Stepien rule. You couldn't trade your number one two years in a row, right? Yeah. That, yeah, they did. Well, Stepien's greatest, greatest Stepien achievement ever was, though. Remember the slow pitch softball league? You told me about it. The professional. We had a franchise, the Goofies. We had the Goofies. They played over at Midway. Jack, the great Jack Blazy, left the Twins to be the Goofies, you know, media guy or some promotion guy. Yeah, and soft pitch soft slow pitch softball. Professional. That was not going to work. But Ted bought the league. Mm -hmm. Ted bought the league. Mm-hmm. And after he was done with the Cavs, he bought the league, and there were six franchises, and he owned five of them, and the other team won the championship. <laughs> he, oh. he owned five of the six, and he didn't. He didn't get his trophy. He, I guess, he was a beauty. Oh, he must and, have been. Yeah. Well, must. I mean, must. He was in the wilderness for how long? A long time after the Cavs. Yeah. He. I mean, that was late seventies when he got. Run yeah. out there, late seventies. I think he started. Yeah, I think it was late seventies. He didn't get back until he was in the minor leagues for ten years. To the Wolves, right? Yeah, remember him. Uh, one of his great achievements is the he was coaching the Reno Bighorns in the uh, in the Western Basketball League. It was uh, sort of like the the what was the one the minor league that was around forever, but it was uh, I can't remember what the CBA Eastern, Eastern League or whatever. It okay. Was. Yeah, I and uh, and but this was the Western Basketball League, and he basically started the Reno Bighorns, and he got Billy Martin out there to because he knew Billy from here for some reason. I don't know why he knew Billy, and you know which isn't a surprise. And he got Billy to come out for opening night to promote the team. Billy ended up getting a fight in the bar. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Right. And I I found some stuff I wrote about it, getting a hold of, <laughs> getting a hold of Bill. Ah, Billy was dead, you know. Billy was it was wasn't his fault. Well, never <laughs> never not. never was Billy's fault. Of course. It not. was never like Billy's fault. Oh. Uh, Howard Wong was uh Howard Wong was this guy that was with him. He owned the restaurant out there and and he became Billy's like he'd pick him up at the airport when he came to town and and all that stuff. And he was with him when he got in a fight with the marshmallow salesman, <laughs> the marshmallow salesman in uh, Bloomington at the Lasafa, whatever the was hotel Sofitel. Yeah. was yeah, yeah. Howard was his well, guy. And then did- Howard was testifying in Billy's behalf on that one too when we were calling. And then didn't some fans at Met Stadium throw marshmallows, marshmallows at ben? and he like oh, tried yeah. to go in the stands? Oh yeah, he went crazy and he uh he suggested that the guy that threw it, the marshmallow, the main guy, he was wearing a French hat. Oh no. And Billy uh, commented on yeah. his sexual preference. Yeah, Billy wouldn't in, last long today. In the club in the clubhouse talking to reporters Basically, dropped an f bomb. Oh, the uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, worst one you can. And uh, yeah, uh, referring yep. to a fellow who uh, is gay. Yeah, Billy's tenure today would not be no, very long. No, it it'd be would. even shorter than it was back then. And <laughs> yes. It was short back then. Yeah, well, except he and he and George had one of the sickest relationships in the history of mankind. This 
this reliance on another to torture one another mm-hmm. was incredible. And Sid loved them both. Oh, yeah. They were both great guys, and they were both badly understood. Yes. A lot of people, a lot of those old Twins guys though, love, still love Billy at the end, the Robertson brothers and all of them. They all like Billy. But he got... I. He was always goofy, but when he was a coach here and stuff, but he got crazier and crazier as, you know, the booze got to him. Is that what Calvin fired him? Uh, Calvin fired him for a variety of reasons. Uh, But the guy who really worked to get him fired was Howard Fox, who was Bobby's, who was Calvin's Rasputin. You know, he was like the guy and he was the traveling secretary and I don't know how Howard let Calvin hire him in the first place because a couple of years earlier, Howard used to hand out the keys when they got to the when he got to the desk, you know, at the hotel. Howard would hand them out, and he had a pecking order of who got them first. And he and Billy were feuding about something, and he was not giving Billy his key because Billy wanted to get up to his room and then hit the streets, you know. Or, right. And Billy punched him. <laughs> In the hotel lobby. Really? Yeah. And this is when he was a coach? Yeah, probably about 67, maybe 67. He he punched him. (laughs) And I don't know if we ever reported it. We might have years later, but I don't think, you know, they... Hell, when he got in the fight, the bar fight with Boswell and Allison, it took about four or five days for that to make the newspapers. Because they called everybody in and reported and said, "Uh, for the good of the team, we'd uh, like you not to... You know, that this is out there. But then when yeah. Boswell missed his start and then showed up with all these bruises on his head, they had to write it. You know, they had to report it. But uh, it was, you know, nobody would, you know, they were, they all tried to say none of this was Billy's fault because he was, Boswell punched Allison in the bar because Allison was drunker than Boswell which was an achievement, yep. apparently. Lindale AC in Detroit. And then Billy and Allison were big buddies. So Billy was just, he was late arriving and was semi-sober. And he managed to get Boswell's coat, you know, Boswell had a sports coat out and he kind of got it so his arms were tied. The hockey up move, yeah. And the dropped him out in the outside in a little alleyway outside the Lindale AC. Just, because Billy was... Tough little SOB, yes. great fist, apparently. And he basically knocked him. I don't think he knocked him out, but he knocked him down out in the alley. Frank Willis, he was Boswell's roomie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boswell shows up in the in the room that night bleeding and, you know, and they, I think Frank took him to the hospital or something, you know, <laughs> somebody like that. And that didn't come out for four or five days. Oh, my God. But it, you go back and read the coverage of that. It's hilarious about how <laughs> poor Billy had to defend him, had to defend Bob Allison, who was six foot four. I was going to say, Bob Allison was a big man. 240 pounds by punching out one of his star starting pitchers. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I've talked to Cod about that, about how, uh, said they really he said they worked really hard to keep that one quiet and he said they you know who finally they, wrote about it you remember i think they all did in unison arnold was covering for the saint paul paper and uh tommy Breyer and uh i'm not sure who was writing for the star then maybe max nichols but mm. they they 
I don't know how formal the sitting on it was, but uh, right. I know Sid knew about it for four days and didn't write it. Well, Sid was probably trying uh, to side with the team and tell his people not to write it. God, how great would that be today, though? The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and Operated by the Shakopee Mwakatan Sioux community. <laughs> now you might, we don't want to, they might have been having personal, uh, you know, Billy definitely had mental health issues. You so. know what? Actually, if it happened today in, in this age right now of Zoom and stuff, yeah. if you got beat up in a bar fight as a pitcher, they'd skip your start yeah, and, and say, you, yeah. and you never see the guy. Never see, that's right. They could be able to hide him. Yeah. You might not find out. No. It was, uh. What a cruel collection that was. And then Billy, when he ended up in Texas, you know, as manager down there, he got all his drinking buddies. Like, the, <laughs> Jim Merritt was a, liked his whiskey, and he was a pitcher here, and he ended up getting him in Texas. And Fergosi, you know, was a, I love Fergosi, but Fergosi liked this. Did Fowler Every, go there? No. Everybody, oh, Fowler? Fowler, yeah. He was was that, that's incredible. He was his pitching coach. Uh, and, uh, but he had, like, about Duke Sims, I think he had about eight or nine of these guys, these crusty old veterans who loved to drink, man. Well, Art, it was as a Twins pitcher in Art that they stayed at uh, Baltimore. And uh, <laughs> was the old hotel in Baltimore? Downtown Baltimore had nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. They had an old hotel. Can't remember what it was, but they found Art in the morning tied up. He, he had a hooker got in there and they, you know, she called her. He got a couple of guys came in and stole his billfold and all that stuff, and they tied him up. Yeah. Left, left him in the hotel. Might be the problem of being drunk left in downtown Baltimore him, in, in 1968. Well, they used to have they used to have an area there called the Block. This was downtown. It was you know ladies dancing and yeah. uh, and hardcore bars and uh, and anything went. You know, the cops would be like. On one side of the street, one end of the street, and down at the other end of the street, and anything that went, anything went in the block, and uh, there was a few guys who got into the block and and ended up in trouble. Yeah, you know? the, and uh, but that town was frightening when I was there in seventy four, five, six, and seven, and eight. We stayed by then. There was a Hilton, and it was okay, but. You didn't venture far from the Hilton. You might go kitty corner across because there was a takeout place to go have a burger or something at two in the morning. But, <laughs> That's about but it. But you always went and you always traveled in groups even then. It was it was a little it was a little downtown was quiet. <laughs> and kinda of like we're getting down. I was gonna here. say we're, yeah, well, we're quiet is not good Paris, No quiet is you not want good. vibrancy. We want, yes. We want drunk stumbling up yes. and down the street. We do not want quiet. Baltimore was quiet. Yeah, quiet. Quiet can be a big problem. I remember you're sitting over there. What do you think, guys? I'm really hungry. I'm two-thirds hammered here. I could use a I could use a burger. Are we going to walk over there tonight or not? Are we going to When do you're making not? smart decisions drunk, you're scared. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Well, they usually the food usually wants. <laughs> no, but I'm <laughs> yeah, saying even do. having to discuss it. Mhm. Yeah, well, the best thing to do was to uh, 
look broke, and we pretty much did. So a bunch of <laughs> you know, guys stumbling around. So. All right, sir. All right, we ended up, I suppose we should have uh, captured some uh, local uh, topics here, but uh, I don't no, know. No, we got the twins. We got plenty of twins. Anything else going on? What's, uh, what, are our, what are our Vikings doing now? Is it, these Mini are, camp next week. But OTAs that were pretty well attended, mm-hmm. huh? Yes, except for Daniel Hunter, yes. They had a lot of bonus. Yes. A lot of guys they get their had bonus to show up go. to get their money. Yeah. So, like, that's, but why not man- that's why Anthony Barr was there. Yes, right? but the mandatory three days is next week, which is when we'll find out if Daniel, because if he doesn't show, I think he forfeits about $95,000. Yeah, he won't show. And uh, the guy in Green Bay ain't going to show either. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, why don't they just fess up? He's stubborn. He ain't going to. I read something about him. He's never, he, the, was it Silverstein, I think, mm-hmm. said, when he has a grudge, yes, it never leaves. Yeah, it's he makes Favre look it's, like it's uh, a grudge for life. Yes, it's a you can, I don't nothing, think he's playing it, Pat. There's nothing you can do to uh, to change his mind. It's a grudge. Well, he didn't talk to his family. <laughs> yeah, because of some grudge. But I mean, I I think he just won't show up for training camp either. Oh no, he's oh no. I don't they're they're going to be stubborn and try not to trade him and think that he'll come back to him. And I don't think I don't will. think you want him in that mood because he can come back. Start two games, get hit, and say he's hurt. Yep. Then what are you going to do? Yep. Just you, you drafted this kid. I don't. I think they know they they might have made well, a big they mistake. Gotta, they got to look. They got to try. Right. Well, they got Blaine Gabbert too. Well, they do. Yeah, Blaine can. You know, Blaine. <laughs> I don't know can, what Blaine can do, but they got Blaine, Blaine can hand off. So yeah. anyway, Vikings cinch to win the division. Cinch. Now, win the now division. they're screwed. No, who's going to the Bears? Suck? Vikings at Philadelphia. The Bears are terrible. Why? It's yeah, a done but, deal. Wild in Game Seven against the Gold Knights. Yeah, but I'm talking about the regular season. It's the end of the season. You got to worry about Zim, right? Yeah. And by the way, the whole Golden Knight, the, they can't lose to the Golden Knights, was just a parody on the fact that they were three and zero in coming in Game Sevens, right? It was just fun. It was, oh, I read that column. You were damn serious. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that one was, uh, oh. that was now that they're going to kick the Eagles' ass. Yep, that was, yeah. I told Mel, Mel Kiper, Kiper that, that on yeah. ESPN. Yes, so, you did. So that sometimes you're. Forever caught on. Yes, yeah, that one's uh, never, I'm never going to get out of that one. So. Oh, man. Uh, All righty. See you. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. To be your best every day, You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.